your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. We're going to get right to it. Brad Williams is in studio with me right now. He was in court today. Just in the last hour, yes. He was in court an hour ago, and he has a Ronald Crosby Jr. update. But Brad, can you first just tell us maybe who is Ronald Crosby Jr.? He is 19 years old and has had a number of cases in the courts just in the last year, since a year ago. Uh, going over some of the stories we have run. Now he's he's one of the he, he people was one that's of the been pe- in and out of court and kind of gotten the police. He has gotten the police's and attention. The judges kind of mad at each other. Well, the police a little bit mad right. at the judges. This is part of the, that controversy. The first right? time we really heard much about him was uh, there was this gang rape uh, situation On in a garage side. two years ago, and he was involved in that. They say, and uh, for. For that, he uh, entered a plea and, and got probation last October, a year ago. And uh, since then, in April, he was in court uh, receiving time served for a sexual assault and drug cases. In June, he was released from jail. Police noticed that and said, why is he being released from jail? In July, he was given a GPS monitor and said he was going to live with relatives in Madison. Yep. It came out in court today that he has rarely spent any time in Madison, that he has practically been on lacrosse every night. They've been able to tell by the GPS monitor. Okay. Uh, so that was July. In August, Crosby was in court, uh, given probation for a physical attack on the girlfriend. That's why he was in court today, because things that have happened since August led to the revocation of his probation on that sentence. So today, before Judge Doyle, he was given a year in the county jail. And this is uh, three concurrent one-year sentences on three different charges. And this is in connection with uh, attacking his girlfriend physically. She had black eyes, and he, he took her car and things like that. Wasn't it something where he attacked his girlfriend, got Got arrested for that, and yes. then the ne- and then got out, and the next day intimidated that girl. Is that the, the, do I have yeah, the facts? Yeah, there? that is uh, pretty much the case that we were talking about that he was in for today. Okay, and he still has two more outstanding cases before two other judges in Lacrosse County Court. And that whole situation sparked a little bit of, I guess, attention from Lacrosse Police saying, "Hey, you this, let this dude out." This is one of the, the cases where police have said, "Why are the judges letting these people out?" And then they come back in again. Sure. Okay. So now he's go- he's not getting out. He's in he prison is, for a year. He is jail, jail, jail okay. county jail for a year. He does have credit for a few months, but he is in jail. And uh, the the idea is that he is not supposed to be released during that year, at least in the jail. Uh, he has been told to take advantage of some programs, educational programs, and and other uh, things that are available in the jail. What we would call figure it out, Ronald. Right, and uh, no electronic monitoring. Well, he's this a, time. Well, he'll right, be well after he gets out. Of jail. After he gets out. So after he gets out, sh- see you at later. The, well, at this point, but uh, this is. We'll see how uh, it Judge does in Doyle jail. said this is. They tried probation. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And she said this is retribution specifically for the attack on the girlfriend. What was her demeanor like in court? Was she disappointed, upset? How does she react she to him? Is, I would say, yes, disappointed and upset are a couple of the uh, things. Like and, could, and he did not have his attorney. I'm uh, Whether he 
dismissed the attorney he had or the attorney left. I'm, I have to look that up in the uh, in the files, but uh, he was representing himself and saying he's not the person you've heard about on the news. He is a good person. He's trying to do well. And he says sending him to prison would not help him. Okay. Good thing she just sent him to jail then. For a year. <laughs> um, when he... When he was at, when was the last time he was in court? Aside from today. Aside from today, well, there was uh, there was some in September, so a month ago. Do you remember? Not, were you there? Do you ago. remember if you were there or not? I I have uh, been at most of his hearings lately. Has has the? I think we're all kind of interested in how judges react to. Oh, really? You're back here again? I just you know I, that, I well that does happen. And you can you, you see the emotion in the? Can you describe like the emotion of Judge Doyle? There, today? there will be. Uh, now she was uh, fairly calm about this, but uh, but direct. Let's mm-hmm. say and and telling him that he he does have to. He cannot waste his time in jail. He has to find something that is going to help him out. And he says he wants help. And she says, "Okay, look for help while yeah. you're in jail." Yeah, a 19-year-old kid. So there's like there's hope here. We can right. and, you know, there's Yeah, and he says he wants to get help. And yeah. so uh, we'll take it from here. It's always I mean, it's always easy to say that. It's always you know, those are the right things to say when you're yes. going into these things <laughs> when you're talking to a judge and she has her your you know, your life in in her hands or the judge's hands. Um now, we can expect to hear some of Doyle and Crosby there, in the there, news tomorrow. You, you, on our newscasts, uh, there will be some comments from the judge, some comments from Ronald Crosby, comments from the DA as well. And I would say in a couple hours, we can go to wisdomnews.com yes. and read those comments before we actually you, hear them. You could, yes. Okay. All right. There, thanks, there Brad. will be coverage of it, yes. All right. There's an update from Brad in the courts on Ronald Crosby Jr. going to La Crosse County Jail for a year. Try to get things figured out. He's 19, so there's hope yet for him. Uh, didn't plan on talking about that, but when Brad said, hey, I got this, I, th- I thought that was important. We could, we could get that out there and look for that story on wisdomnews.com. Brad just got back. That's the first thing he did today was run in here and talk to with us. That was great. And then he's going to uh, start writing away. And, and you can look for it on wisdomnews.com. And tomorrow, you should be able to hear a lot of that sound on Wisdom, on any of our stations, Z93, KQ98, 95.7 The Rock, WKTY, Classic Hits, all those stations uh, have different clips. Scott and Brad will be reading the news tomorrow, so if you want to hear that, get up early, 6 to 9 a.m., <laughs> listen to our shows, listen to the newscasts. Uh, in a couple of minutes, Dave Carney, WKTY's morning show host with Dave and Scrady. Dave Carney's going to be joining me. I'm going to call him. He's going to call me, actually. We're going to talk about China, Hong Kong, the NBA, South Park, Blizzard Gaming, Ted Cruz, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, Freedom of Speech, Human rights. We're just gonna we're gonna do all that. We're gonna figure it all out in the next forty five minutes. Uh, we'll see how we do. Dave's been pretty fired up to talk about this. It's something that is a little bit more. It's it's a little bit beyond the NBA. So when Dave does his show in the morning, it's it's a sports show. It's hard to get weeded down into into a lot of this 
the politics of this. So I'm like, Dave, do you want to come? And, and he wants to talk about this because his Lakers, he's a Laker guy. Uh, his Lakers are uh, kind of in the mix here a little bit in terms of they're playing a game over in China and they might not now. And it all started with a simple tweet from the Houston Rockets general manager supporting protests in Hong Kong that China didn't like. China and the NBA are very intertwined and it's all about the money. So we're going to bring Dave on. He's going to call in. But right now we're going to hit the news. We'll be back in a little couple minutes. We'll try to figure this all out right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. If you want to get in, feel free to call in or text in. But I'm bringing on Dave Carney, WKTY's uh, half the host, half half a host of the morning show, Dave and Scrady. Hey, Dave. What's happening, buddy? How are you? I'm good. All right. So we're going to try... <laughs> We're going to try to do this whole thing in, in like 40 minutes. We're going to try no to uh, dissect all of China's problems. You betcha. It's going to be easy. I mean, let's face it. It's so easy. I've been hearing that for the last couple of years, how easy everything really is. I mean, we should have been able to get this done in, like by now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know why we haven't. I don't know why all I, the problems aren't solved already. Um, they're all so easy. Now, we're not really I – don't, I don't think we're going to get into tariff talk very much it's not going to be tariff talk but it's going to be more more what would you say freedom of speech talk is that yeah so this is a mix between freedom of speech uh defense of a democratic and elected government a representative head government and business intersection honestly rick the nba is at a real they're at a real crossroads here China represents about $4 billion annually for the business that's the NBA. Okay, that's television broadcast, that's jersey sales, that's merchandising sales. All that's great. The Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, recently put out a tweet supporting those that are searching for freedom, protesting for freedom in Hong Kong. That was, of course, completely condemned by the Chinese government, who, as we know, just recently celebrated their 70th anniversary of communist rule. So once that happened, most all of the Chinese sponsors, the partners of the NBA, jumped off. And this has just caused an an absolute firestorm. President Trump has recently, within the last couple of hours, made a statement on this. Ted Cruz talking about South Park, which is a a satirical cartoon, which took a shot at the Chinese government, which has now since been banned, the cartoon in China. So this is really an intersection of, of big business ideals on democracy and freedom of speech, which Americans own, but Chinese citizens don't have, right? They just don't have that same right. Yeah, you got to wonder, like, what people in China know about any of these these stories, even like the Hong Kong protests. Probably not as much as we do. I would say that their social media is curtailed. This is the dangerous thing about China, right? And, 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 And so the reason this whole story seems like really important and probably won't get the proper kind of lens put on it for a number of different reasons, which I'm sure you're talking about on a fairly regular basis. But China's an adversary of ours, okay? They're a big trade adversary of ours. They're the second largest economy in the world. They're the second largest military in the world per capita spend. And we're engaged in a really tight trade dispute with them. Now, you couple something like this, and then you throw in the politics that's being debated as we speak as to the veracity of 
who should be making these types of trade deals. And it just becomes, I mean, an absolute cluster, you know what, for a league that has made itself the undeniable number one export as far as sports brands that the United States has. I mean, football's got a great footprint here. You know, American football, baseball, too. A degree has an international flair, but nothing as much as basketball really represents the United States abroad as far as our professional sports. This is just this is horrifying. Yeah, when you talk about like what is this going to have? It's going to impact our sports. It's going to impact the Milwaukee Bucks. When you when you talk about the Green Bay Packers, they're at the salary cap. They've got to figure out a way to pay Aaron Rodgers. While the Bucks are in that situation, they're going to have to figure out a way to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo. And when we pull all our deals out of China, or China says get the heck out of here, United States, if you're going to talk like that. Uh, the salary cap goes down. That's how big. That's how big China. Like eight million dollars, I believe. Potentially, okay. So p- potentially, that could be the ramification. All right. So there is an estimate right now, Rick, that goes anywhere from about ten to twenty-five million dollars a team. This could cost if China were to sever all ties with the NBA indefinitely. Now, as of right now, five twenty-four p.m. our time in the Central. Who knows what time it is over there? They have not canceled the Lakers-Nets preseason game, the Chinese government, that is. They have canceled all the press briefings, all the hoopla that generally leads up to the NBA games, but they're letting the game go on. So I think that there's still an opportunity for this to get worked out. The problem that we've really got here um, is twofold. One, Commissioner Adam Silver of the NBA has taken a stance where he says, we support as a, as, as a league Daryl Morey's right to express himself, and we will not censor Daryl Morey, okay, general manager of the Rockets, who said he supports the Hong Kong, Hong Kong pro- uh, protesters. At the same time, Adam Silver says we have to understand that while we have freedom of speech, it carries grave implications, which is also very true. Like, so freedom of speech is, is free, but it has, it has a cost. And yeah, so there's... in this case, the NBA is saying, yes, we are going to stand by our by our partner, and we're going to let him speak his piece. However, this carries potentially grave ramifications, and it's being felt right now. 11 of the 13 Chinese national companies that are sponsors and partners of the NBA in China have already severed ties or suspended relationship with the NBA as of today. Yeah, so we we're going to need to get some political backing to see how this goes, and therefore that brings us to a whole other problem. Well, if we want to go backwards a little bit, this all starts, you know, not even it starts with Daryl Morney's tweet, but it all starts with, you know, Hong Kong being being handed back to China from from being a British colony. And then uh, but but they were they're run under what's called a one country, two system agreement that ends in 2047. I didn't know if you knew that. Yes. Uh, this this agreement ends in 2047. But in Hong Kong, I guess, you know, like they're fighting for. I guess maybe their freedom still and and the fact that China wants, you know, I I guess the the proposal that they want to be criminals be tried on mainland China as opposed to Hong Kong, where, you know, those those punishments are going to be vastly greater in China. Yeah. So the original protest really kind of started in and around. You, You basically hit that around an extradition sort of a law that mainland China was seeking to enforce on Hong Kong soil. And you're right, since the British rule ended about, I mean, I've over 10 years now, it was actually a little before that, it's been a bit of a change there for Hong Kong residents. That said, they are fighting for certain freedoms. They're not going to get what we would have, of course, here because it's China. But there is a degree of liberal democracy that I think has seeped in over there. 
I mean, ultimately, Rick, and, and I know that we're going to be up against one of your breaks here in a couple of minutes. I mean, ultimately, what we're looking at is, is a situation made worse. The NBA's problems wouldn't be as bad if it weren't exasperated by the ongoing, and let's face it, senseless trade war with China that we're having right now. Okay, If the person in charge of this in, in entire economy had an idea of what a tariff meant, like that it wasn't a tax on a country, but actually a tax on the consumer, this might look a little bit different. But we're in a position right now where we have somebody in charge of all of this who is completely unhinged, has zero tethering to reality. And because of his own personal interest, and, and the, the, the fact is he is using his position for his own personal gain and political and personal standing, he won't stand up for the NBA as opposed to every other president or executive would do. This, this guy won't do it. So this is a bad look for the NBA. Hey, Dave, I'm going to bring a, a caller. we got a caller, so I'm just going to put you – you both will be on at the same time, but I'm going to bring this caller yep. in. Uh, caller, who's this? This is Dan. Hey, Dan, go ahead. I just got a question for Dave. He was, he was mentioning about presidents taking on the NBA. How many presidents have taken on the NFL? Taken on the NFL in in what way are you suggesting taken on? He gone. I just I I just brought him on quick. <laughs> okay, Dave. I, I don't I don't know what that means. Taken on the NFL um, and taken on the NFL for what? So the NFL is a company and it's an organization. Like, what is there really to take on? The reason that Trump didn't like the NFL is they didn't let him buy a team. He wanted to buy the Bills and they wouldn't let him in the club. Uh, he sued the NFL when he tried to ruin it when he was part of the USFL, which also ruined that league. So. Yeah, I don't know how many other presidents would be um, stupid enough to take on the NFL. That's a good question. I don't. Yeah, know. and the NFL. I mean, their dealings are more with Europe. I and mean, when you want to talk about like overseas games, Canada, yeah. Europe, they're not trying to uh, sidle up to a communist government and play games over there. No, um, as a matter of fact, I think the NFL would love to if they could. I mean, they just don't have the international appeal that basketball does. Um, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio. I mean, lots of different people that would probably come out in support of. Um, anti-China rhetoric if it boiled down to what is it that we're talking about when it comes to freedom versus communism um, or, or the the kind of communism that China has, we should say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the idea of which president would have fought the NFL or wouldn't fight for an American company, to me, that's just the... Pr- I, I, can't, I can't figure that out, right, Rick? I, just, I can't figure out what it is about certain American companies that, that we feel the need to attack. It just, it really is... I, I don't get it. Yeah, we can attack Foxconn, but that's not an American company. <laughs> no, no. And boy, by the way, did uh, did Uncle Dave ever see that thing coming? What a disaster! I mean, just the complete. <laughs> don't even start, Dave. Don't even everywhere. start. Don't even start, Dave. We can't get into Foxconn. All right, we're okay. going to take a quick break. We're going to hit Scott's comment and the news. We're going to be back on Wisdom after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, six zero eight. 785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line. Dave Carney on with me today. We're trying to tackle all of China and U.S.'s problems, the China-U.S. feud. Uh, I think we've got we've got a pretty good grasp on it, Dave, don't you think? Oh, yeah. We're just we're making all sorts of progress here, Rick. I'm sure we're not uh, ruffling any feathers, annoying anybody. It's, uh, yeah, it's all going smooth, man. This, easy. It's just, it's so easy. Like everything, it's pretty easy, and you can generally get it done with a couple of words, a couple of days. Heck, what's the big deal, right? It's just world politics. A couple of tweets, and we're good. What's funny is all this started, you yeah. know, uh, uh, ahead of, you know, 
after the Hong Kong protests and where where they do not want to be prosecuted in Ch- mainland China because why would anyone want to do that? Yeah. Uh, you know, this all started not with and, and bypassing the whole tariff thing. <laughs> this all started in the NBA with a tweet from a general manager in Houston who has very good ties with China because China's most popular NBA player was Yao Ming. And and now those two are Yao Ming and the NBA are now fighting. Yeah, so Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Rockets, probably thought he was doing something fairly innocuous and in saying, hey, let's stand up for freedom protesters in Hong Kong. I'm all for that. Sounds like a good thing to be. We're in America. We love liberty. We love freedom. Well, the problem is the Chinese government says, ha, 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 not so fast. We don't like that at all. And basically, Daryl Morey's been accused of subversion, political subversion in China. Now, I want to make something real clear, because I know that there's a, a number of text messages about this and the idea we get, we get real twisted with vernacular these days, right? Words, they sort of lose their actual meaning, and you can call something something, and it really doesn't mean what you say. So let's get communism and authoritarianism out of the way, okay? First of all, the definition of communism is this. A political theory derived from Karl Marx advocating class war and leading to a society in which all poverty or property is publicly owned. Each person works and is paid according to their abilities and their needs. Okay, that's the definition of communism. Here's what authoritarianism is, and this is what they have in China. Not communism, but authoritarianism. Favoring or enforcing strict obedience to authority, especially that of the government at the expense of personal freedom. So... When I say something like at least that kind of communism, communism is an idea. It's a political theory. The Chinese government is authoritarian. There is nothing communal about the Chinese government. There is more money being made by the top heads of Chinese societies, governments, than there is in most other countries in the world outside of the United States. There is no trickle-down effect. The, the, the divisions of labor and, and money aren't broken up by their abilities. Okay, so when we hear the word communism, it takes on a different flair. What we're talking about is authoritarianism. So we'll just kind of put that out there as sort of a, we can move on from this word assault here, because that gets everybody real twisted. We're talking about authoritarians. All right. I mean, that's what we're talking about. All right, Dave, I'm going to bring, I believe Carl has been waiting on hold here, so I'm going to bring him up. So if you want to hold tight here. Carl, Carl go ahead. (laughs) Carl. Carl. If this yeah, is Carl Marx, I don't know, man. He's supposed to be dead a long time. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. Okay. Um, yeah, there, the, communism is the opposite of freedom. You can gloss it up all you want, but and China, now that they've got a ruler for life, it's almost like a fascist dictatorship, uh, but under the rule of a falsehood because it's never been tried right. Okay, so Carl, look, this is the problem, right? Fascism is a different kind of authoritarian type government. Fascism is when business controls the uh, the, the entities of the state. Communism is a political theory that was derived under Karl Marx and and, and, and Engel. What the Chinese government is, which I agree with you is bad, is an autocratic, dictatorial, authoritarian government. But communism, it sounds like a thing to throw out there. They're not communists. They don't divvy up their land based upon the needs of the common people. There's no paid according to their abilities. That's not what they're doing. What they are is authoritarians. 
so I hear what you're saying, but it's not communism. So communism is the well, they, they even the call them so. That's just they not even... factually correct. You know, and we just get diverted with all these words, and it just it isn't what it is. They're authoritarian. Let's let's call it what it actually is. All right, Carl. Uh, they definitely are. Go ahead, Carl. They almost have a kingdom over there because you know you can't do mass murder on the scale that communists do, and China leads the world in mass murder. There's no one that even comes close to what they've done, but they've okay. never tried it right. All right, Carl, yeah, you had you had yeah. something that you had something you wanted to bring up that Dave said before the break. Do you do you want to go there or not? Well, I. I I think he kind of corrected himself. Um, it, it's not a, um, a democracy or, or anything close. It, it's slavery, uh, plain and simple. It's a myth that communism is anything but slavery. It's the opposite of freedom. Okay. Thanks a lot, Carl, for the for the call. I know Darren, Dave, Darren's waiting on hold. We're going to bring Darren up right now. Darren, go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I really do appreciate the... Uh, the clarification on some of these terminologies, because I think that for many, many years, uh, you know, terms like communism and socialism and uh, republics and democracies and even capitalism have been uh, bastardized and have been skewed, uh, depending on who's uh, using them for their particular uh, purpose. So I do like the clarification. There's no doubt that China is a... Uh, they, they're, they're acting more as a dictatorship than they are a communist state. Um, I would just say that um, ultimately China doesn't care um, as, as far as who they deal with as long as they are dealing with um, the, the rest of the world. They have a long-term uh, plan to um, outreach the United States economically with their One Belt and One Road initiative that they started um, several years ago. And when we got out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, they were more than willing to fill that void. A big mistake on our part um, to placate that, giving that to uh, China. I think China's going to continue to um, do whatever they can. Um, I don't think that uh, trade trade wars are, are going to uh, detract uh, China from their long-range goal of replacing the United States as the economic power in the world. We have to... Um, be um, acknowledging that um, and not get sidetracked with things like the NBA because there's bigger fish to fry. All right. Thanks, Darren. That's a great call, Rick. But we want to talk about the NBA. We could talk about well, no, South Park. Listen, that, that's a great call, though. And, I mean, I think the, you know, I mean, what, what um, and I forget his name, I'm sorry, but what no, Darren. the gentleman just, yeah, what he just mentioned here is, is look, the, the the idea that China is going to use any one thing to derail their business interests down the long term is asinine, right? We can't believe that even for a second. But this is what's so decidedly dangerous about this kind of situation, because we have put ourselves in a position of not having leverage against a, a, an adversary, okay? And as we have a trade war that is percolating right now to a level that we have never fully tested, okay, we don't know exactly what the political, the geopolitical, the financial ramifications would be when you have something like this with one of America's big exports, because I've seen one of the texts as well talking about the fact this is an assault on American export. It is. 
um, you would expect there'd be some leadership at the top. And I just don't think that we're in that particular, I don't think we're in that spot right now. I mean, we're just not going to be there. So the NBA will be used as a, as an example of what happens when bad relationships are, are forged. I mean, when you don't have good relationships, this will, the NBA will suffer for this for sure. Well, what I like about, you know, it, when we hover around the NBA, it gets this issue on the radar to so many other people. And it's not just the NBA, right? Like the, in the last couple of days, the company Blizzard Entertainment, which anybody mm-hmm. who plays video games out there or any of their kids who play video games out there, they're wrapped up right in this too because they had one of a very, a very popular gamer who's won money doing esports events. I, qu- I use quotes there, e- esports events. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's won money. So Blizzard, he and he also did something similar to what the Houston Rockets GM did was express his support to the people of Hong Kong for trying to liberate themselves. Essentially, he said, liberate Hong Kong revolution of our times during an interview on some, you know, some gamer channel and Blizzard Entertainment, which makes some of the most popular video games in the nation or in the world, I should say, ban this dude for a year. You're out. You can't you can't play and they took his money away they took his winnings away which was i believe ten thousand dollars so not only do you have the nba crowd like what is this china what like maybe that you know i bet a lot of people are just naive to you know what china is all about you have also the south park crowd going what south park's banned in china what did south park do what, what is china doing oh they can just really delete all of watching all of South Park episodes in China, they, you can no longer just watch South Park in China anymore. How did how does that even happen? And and now you have Blizzard Entertainment again. So now you have all the gamers, all the South Park nerds, and all the NBA you know jocks all all bringing this to light. So that's that's why I I, I like to talk about it in those in those aspects. Well, I think the intersection of of sports and politics, which unfortunately has become, and I say this as a personal, with you know, personal professional inflection in here, unfortunately become a bit more entwined than I'd like it to be. It does open up the subject to an audience that may normally, Rick, take cover from having to think about it. Okay, and and not to say that everybody is equally equipped to contextualize. Of, of a massive working of, of, of economy wars and, and wars of words between leaders and inherent implications when we start to sidle up to governments like China for, for purposes of, of money. But yeah, it's going to bring a whole lot of people off of the bench, so to speak, into the conversation. It's just natural. That's what happens. This is how much we love sports in America. Yeah. And, and, and sports drives a lot of things. And this is how much we love video games, too, in America, Dave. Right. <laughs> I love Frostbite. I, yeah, I'm a fan. I love Madden. No, I'm, I'm banning Madden from my household from now on. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's interesting, too, is that, you know, like, we're, we have this fight with China, like, and, and you want to talk, if we want to bring tariffs into this, it's like, what are we, like, can you explain exactly, what are we fighting with China about? Because when I look at China, I go, oh, they have a whole bunch of workers that don't get paid any money. They're basically slaves over there. They're getting paid nothing. But that doesn't seem to be the issue that we have. Like, like hey, China, maybe, no. you know, maybe pay your workers and, and make your country more humane for the masses as opposed to the top top of the food chain there. But that's not the whole, that's not the issue we have as a you know, government and with tariffs, that's not what we're fighting China about. No, and, and essentially, 
so this is kind of the thing. We have a massive trade imbalance with China, right? They sell us, to be short, they sell us way more stuff than they let us import into their country. Okay, so we take a lot more of their imports than they take of ours. Yeah, Therefore, and that makes, we have a trade imbalance. And that, that so doesn't make sense based on population. Right. That has something to do with it, but also they're more restrictive of our goods. For many years, they refused to take any American automobiles in China at all. Right. Well, no I'm American s- automobiles could be sold in China. Well, okay. Dave, what I'm saying, well, it, do- it doesn't make sense because China has 1.3 billion people. We have 330 million people. We should be selling way more stuff in China, but we don't because China makes stuff so cheap. And then when it comes over here, it's, it's cheap as hell. Yes. And so there is, there's merit to the idea of trying to fix what that trade imbalance is, right? So when you think about what Trump's doing with the tariff deal, it's not that the idea of fixing a trade imbalance with China isn't a good idea. It's how do you go about it? Like in my world, there's more than one tool. Not everything is a hammer. Some jobs require a screwdriver. Some require a saw. It's not all just smash, smash, bang, bang. I'm a three-year-old. I'm going to use the hammer and go ahead and just try to break things because that's all I know what to do with it. So, you know, you're kind of left with a mixed bag. Now you couple on top of all this, and this is a subject we haven't touched on at all. We have an executive in, in, in charge of this country who has now openly solicited China, a communist dictatorship, if we will, has openly solicited them to help us with prosecuting a, a, a rival political opponent? Now, what, what happens if, just think about this, and let your listeners ruminate on this, because I know this will piss somebody off. Ruminate on this. What happens if China digs something up on Joe Biden or Hunter Biden? And then they come to Trump and say, hey, guess what? We've got something. And he says, oh, really? What do you have? They say, well, let's rework that trade deal. What's his position? No. Well, right. wait a second. We've got this dirt. It, it's just, it's all bad. And when we see people unwittingly or wittingly getting in bed with these kinds of countries. These are the outcomes. The NBA knew what they were getting themselves into, and they were fine with it. So I don't feel bad for the NBA, right? This isn't like a Crimea River moment. But at the same time, when we think about the entire ramification of what our current China policy is, whatever that means, we've got issues, and companies will suffer. American companies will suffer, which would typically be where an American executive would step up and say, hey, you know, we kind of want to help out. It doesn't matter if I don't like your politics. I want to help you out because you're an American company. You know, we're from the same country. Yeah, well, Dave, Scott Fitzgerald, our Senate Majority Leader, said Trump said that China thing off the cuff, and he didn't think that anyone would take it seriously. So, Right, because that's the thing. When does it become serious? Was it serious when you were just some... I, I mean, let's see, Jersey Shore poof hair? Uh, no. Was it serious when you were some clown on a television show on NBC? No. When it's serious is when you happen to be the president. That, that's when it kind of becomes like a little serious. Like you and me talking on the radio, that's not serious. Like being the president, that's serious. So I'm not surprised people take about his word. Right. All right, Dave, I'm going to let you go. We only got like a minute left here. So uh, thanks a lot for calling, and I think we figured this out. I think we figured it out. Yeah, all we're good, man. Everything's fine. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Dave. Thanks, Rick. All right. That was Dave Carney from Mornings with Dave and Scrady. If you want to hear Dave rant about sports, check out WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM in the morning from 6 to 9 AM. You can listen to him tomorrow. And uh, we'll try to we'll try to bring Dave on a little bit more often when we want to, t- when we want to tackle issues uh, issues like this that – 
I can't do on my own because it's just nobody wants to hear me talk to myself about that the whole hour. Uh, all right, that's all the time we got for today, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back here tomorrow right here on Wisdom.